It is finally that wonderful, magical time of the year called Summer League. We're going to go over everything you need to know for the Orlando Magic Summer League roster as we get set for games to begin on Saturday. Let's get to it and close the week strong on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 7th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat all things Summer League, the players to watch, the storylines we're following, and a whole lot more. We're going to get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So, before we dive too deep into Summer League, um, Let's just lay the ground rules out for how to discuss this thing and how to think about Summer League. Um, I have my usual sayings. If you've listened to this podcast for several years now, you've probably heard me say this, but Summer League is not about finding out who can play. Um, It's not about, you know, we'll look at the box scores, we'll break things down, but it's, it's not about figuring out who can play. At this point, it's about, to me, Summer League is about figuring out who can't play. Guys who can't hold their own in Summer League, who don't look like they belong, are going to get weeded out. And and that's what Summer League is for. And obviously there's practices and and, and teams don't just throw guys out there. I mean, they they will throw everyone out on the roster out there. Everyone's going to get their shot. They're with this team for a reason. Their agents have placed them with these teams to get them in front of eyeballs. It's not just the NBA that's sitting, that's sitting, sitting there in Vegas watching these games. Everybody's going to get a chance. And yeah, by the time we get to game five, unless the Magic are in the championship round, the Magic are probably going to be sitting their key guys. We'll probably see Anthony Black and Jet Howard for certainly two, maybe three games. We'll probably see Caleb Houston and Kevon Harris for two Again, maybe three games. And then everything else is just going to be trying to position themselves for for either a G League spot or a spot somewhere else in the league. The reality is, what we see in Summer League isn't entirely real. Because, like, Anthony Black and Caleb Houston are going to be the stars of this team. They are not the stars of the team in the regular season. And so... It's really, really important as we look at these games that, A, we watch them. Don't just box score read. That's not going to tell you very much. Although box scores help a little bit. Like, you know, I'm watching Oche Abaji, and he's made some, you know, uh, in the Salt Lake City Summer League, he's made some good strides. But I'm not worried that he's shooting, you know, below 50% or that he's taking a huge amount of shots. That's what he should be doing in Summer League. Don't box score watch. 
watch the actual game, see how, see what guys are trying, see what guys are trying to do, and then begin to ask the question, how is this going to translate to the regular season? How is this going to translate to the main roster? And that's, that's ultimately the question that we have to ask with everything. Everything we see at Summer League ultimately goes back to this key question. How is this going to translate? So look, if Caleb Houston, you know, we'll talk about Caleb Houston here in a minute, but if Caleb Houston has taken 21 shots a game, I, I, I'm not going to really care about his dribble pull-ups unless he's, you know, making a bunch of them. Then it'll be like, oh, okay, that, that might be something. If he's shooting, if he shoots 35% from the floor, but they're all three-pointers or the majority of them are threes and he's shooting 38, 39% from three, that tells me something. So it's really important to, to have that context. Having said that, obviously the main thing that we all think about and we all talk about here um, as we get ready for Summer League is the rookies. This is our first chance to see the rookies in action. This is our first chance to get a good look at Anthony Black and Jet Howard. You know, we saw them in college. That was in March. That was four months ago. Um, and, and, and someone noted a question that I asked about uh, to Anthony about not having played in a while. These guys haven't played organized basketball in four months. A lot, especially with young players, can happen in four months. And a lot of that was obviously spent preparing for the draft and getting ready for workouts. And, and, and you know, that prep can change a little bit. But we're going to see these guys look very different. And so we're certainly really, really eager just to see the rookies out there. And look, and I'm very much a believer, like, here you just want to kind of throw them out there, see what they can do, give them some basic concepts, which, you know, the Magic certainly have done. Give them, give them some basic concepts and see, A, how quickly they take to it, how quickly that they – how quickly they uh, um, uh, understand these concepts and how quickly they apply them. At this stage, results, you know, if Andy Black scores only five points per game, yeah, it'll be disappointing, but so did Franz Wagner. Results and the box score don't matter as much as does this player understand what the coaching staff is asking of him? Does this player understand what we're going to ask of him in the regular season? Because again, all that matters is what's going to translate to the regular season. What's going to translate to when that full roster is together. So, you know, again, do I expect Jet Howard to take some shots that I don't want him taking in the regular season? Absolutely. Do I expect him to get a bunch of threes and, and, and whether he can hit those three pointers is going to be an interesting thing to watch? Absolutely. Do I expect Anthony Black to shoot a lot more than he probably should. You know, honestly, like Anthony Black just plays so smart. And when you watch him, he, I think it's he's kind of like Franz where it's impossible for him to take bad shots because he that's just not in his nature. But yeah, would I like to see Anthony Black be willing to take threes? Like, I don't care if he misses every three he takes in summer league. I want him willing to take those threes. It's it's a say it's it's a that's a big thing for me. It's just be confident enough to take the shot. I'm not going to worry so much about everything else going on. Be confident enough to take the shot. Um, and I think that is part of what we will see, or, or you know, part of what the manager can try and develop here uh during during summer during summer league. 
I don't want everyone to read too much into summer league. That that that's the message I want to send. Um, you know, Anthony Anthony Black and Jed Howard are going to have really good moments. Um, you know, Black will show off his defensive wares. He'll show off his passing. Show off his smarts. Hopefully, shows off an ability to get to the foul line. I think that would be something that translates to, to the league. Um, even though there are far more fouls at the at the summer league level than at the NBA level, um, th- there are things I want to see. But at the end of the day, what we just want to see is we just want to see that these guys belong, that these guys don't look overwhelmed by the increased physicality, by anything else. You know, we got spoiled last year with Paolo. Paolo looked ready. Jalen Suggs looked ready uh, in summer league. He looked really, really good. He took a lot of shots, though. There was a lot of inefficiency. We waved some of it off, but he seemed ready. He seemed like he belonged, and, and certainly defensively, he has belonged in his first two seasons. Franz... Didn't score a lot, but if you watched him play, he looked okay. Like, again, he looked like he could hold his own, and nobody was really worried about how things would translate. Yeah, nobody probably saw what Franz did his rookie year coming, but that's kind of the thing. Summer League is just really hard to gauge much of anything, again, unless you're watching and thinking about the context of the regular season. And so with the Magic's rookies preparing to debut, what really matters is do they look ready? Do they look like they can hold their own? Are they holding court? Are they holding course in summer league? Because if they do that, they'll be able to take uh, take another step from now until the beginning of training camp, and then we'll see what they're able to do in camp. Summer league, though, is not just for the rookies. It's actually a big moment for a couple players. We're going to talk about what Caleb Houston and Kevon Harris need to do in Summer League this year. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at BetterHelp, this podcast sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I've benefited from therapy. It's been something that I've used throughout my life to deal with important decisions, to deal with emotions, to just have a better sense of who I am, to get an outsider's perspective, someone who's in my corner, affirming me in some ways, but challenging me in others. Everyone needs a trusted person in their corner. And sometimes you can't always get that from family. You need someone who's who's unbiased or or unbiasedly biased in your favor. That's what therapy really does. That's what really therapy really gives you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA today. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, whether you're part of my everyday crew or not. You should definitely check out our subtext community. Now is the time to sign up for subtext as we get ready for games to kick 
back off or just tip back off. I, I, I confuse my sports metaphors there. Now's the time to join the subtext community. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sending out thoughts, sending out thoughts throughout the games, kind of doing a dry run of what the regular season is going to be like. So you get a good sense of what things are going to look like when the regular season begins. Check it out today. Join subtext.com slash locked on NBA. That's join subtext.com slash locked on NBA. Obviously, uh, the biggest thing that I think everyone focuses on when it comes to Summer League is the debut of the rookies. Um, look, we're all watching Victor Wembenyama on, on Friday. Like, we're all watching him tonight. Uh, you know, 9 o'clock ESPN, his first time on an, on an NBA court. It's going to be fun. And again, you, you expect some good, you expect some bad. They're rookies. They they struggle. The rookies are bad. Um, but... Uh, but everyone has their eyes on the rookies. For the first time in NBA uniform, the first time playing under NBA rules, it's it's a it's a big big moment and it's a big thing. But summer league is not just for the rookies. Obviously, it's 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 more actually for what we're going to talk about in these last two segments: the guys trying to make in the league, trying to make a name for themselves, and the guys still trying to establish themselves in the league. Over the last few years, when we've had second year players. Uh, in summer league, and, and look, we all wish that Jalen Suggs could have played summer league last year. He had the injury, so he wasn't able to. Uh, Franz sat out because he didn't need it. He was in the World Cup, but for the most part, we tend to expect second-year players to look like veterans on the court, to look like they know what they're doing, to show that to give us some sign or, or some signal that they've taken a step forward in their careers. Now, this doesn't always happen. It didn't happen with Cole Anthony. He really struggled. You know, he kind of had free reign to shoot a lot, and that kind of gave everyone the sense like, okay, Cole Anthony isn't a future all-star here. Um, and again, that's important to find out. You know, we had RJ Hampton last year, a third-year player on the Summer League roster, and we could begin to sense some of the problems that he had because he was still a bit too wild. And while I think the Magic put the ball in his hands a lot and wanted him to kind of play a role that he wasn't going to play in the NBA. Um, and and there were a lot of things that he did do well during that summer league. There were some trouble signs that started in summer league that he wasn't able to completely dominate this, this level. I mean, the great, the best example I can give right now is what Keegan Murray did in the, in the California classic Keegan Murray dominated those games. He looked like he did not need to be there. I would be surprised if he plays very long in Vegas because he does not need this. Um, he looks like the best player on the floor. And you expect players with this kind of experience to do that. Orlando doesn't have like big name prospects uh, among their veteran summer league players, but Caleb Houston and Kevon Harris, I think, do have a lot that they need to show here in summer league. And, and honestly, as excited as I am to see Anthony Black and Jet Howard, they're rookies. They're going to get their chances. They're just getting their feet wet. Like I'm not expecting crazy big things. I'm expecting some good moments. I'm expecting some bad moments, but mostly I'm expecting like, okay, this is the baseline we have to start with. Let's see what this looks like in camp. With Caleb Houston and Kevon Harris, what you're at, what you're seeing instead is a continuation of what they did in the regular season for the Orlando Magic, and that's that's part of what we're going to watch in summer league is whether these guys have continued their process, their progress. With Caleb Houston, he had a really up-and-down season. 
Um, yeah, a lot of it was he didn't get a lot of playing time. His playing time was sporadic. He never really got into a rhythm. And as a shooter, that's kind of a big deal. Um, so I think, you know, I think that is is something to watch. But when he did get playing time, he was able to shoot the ball decently well. He was able to score a little bit. Uh, you know, he's a he's a really good defender. And so first and foremost, I expect Caleb Houston to be a really good defender. I expect this Magic Summer League team to play some de- decent defense. We're going to talk about some players to watch. Um, who you may not know, a lot of these guys are really good defenders. Um, a lot of these guys are really, really good defenders. And so I do expect this this Magic Summer League team to, to play some energetic defense. I don't know if it'll be good defense. I don't know if they'll stop teams from scoring. It's Summer League. There's a lot of fouling. Um, there's a lot of turnovers. Um, but I do expect this team to play energetic pressure defense. I, uh, that We know that is something the Magic, Magic wholeheartedly believe in. Uh, as an organization, and I don't think that's changing just because the, their practice jerseys instead of real jerseys, or instead of like the nice Nike jerseys that they that they get. I don't want to say real jerseys, but it, you get what I'm saying. Um, we know Caleb Houston's going to play good defense, but what we need to see from him is that three-point shot. Um, we know he can shoot the ball, but he's got to be more effective as a three-point shooter if he wants to see the floor. And for Caleb Houston, that runway to get onto the court it's very narrow right now. It's very thin. We know about this huge backcourt glut that the Magic have, and while Houston can play a little bit at the three, now Joe Ingles is there. You know, now Anthony Black is going to compete for spots at the three. Jed Howard's going to compete for minutes at the three. Caleb Houston has his work cut out for him. And look, you're going to need everyone on your roster at some point during the season. That's just the reality of it. That's There's injuries. You know, guys go through, go through lulls. Guys go through peaks. You... You you go through these injuries. You go through you go through this process. Um, Houston's going to get some chance at some point. He's just got to be ready for it. And and having a strong summer league would go a long way to getting him ready for it. Kevon Harris is the same way. Now, obviously, Kevon Harris is under a little bit different circumstances because he's on a two way contract, second year of a two way contract. He is. We know he's going to be a great defender. Um, his three point shot took huge strides last year. But what I think the Magic want to see from him. Um, this summer league is more composure on drives, more composure on passes because Orlando would like to see him be a bit more of a playmaker. I'd like to see him be a bit more of a playmaker. We know the dude's going to work hard. We know he's going to work the offensive glass. We know he's going to defend like this. Kevon Harris is like the perfect two-way player. He's, he's, he's going to get a shot somewhere when he's off this two-way contract. Um, But now it's just, what's that next level? What's that progression? that we need to see from players like from a player like him. What is that next step? And that again, for these guys specifically, that's what summer league is about. That's what matters for the mat for these players in summer league is what is that next step? And I think both of these guys are very capable of showing us that next step and taking that next step. We're going to go through the rest of the Summer League roster. I'll give you a couple other players to keep an eye on in Las Vegas because the next big question for Summer League, who's going to get the Magic's last two-way spots? They have two of them left. That's the only roster spots left. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. So obviously, when it comes to storylines for the Orlando Magic, um, the roster's set. 
Magic have 15 players on the roster, 15 contract players. And yeah, they'll add a couple players for training camp, send them down to the G League, some Exhibit 10 guys. The roster that we expect to have on opening night is set. The only roster spots left to fill on the Orlando Magic are their final two two-way spots. And it's, you know, I don't want to limit ourselves to the Magic Summer League roster because they can sign it from ever. Kevon Harris played for the Minnesota Timberwolves last year in Summer League. Um, so it, it it can come from anywhere. But there are a couple players uh, on, on this team that that could, be, could get a very good look for two-way spot. Now, I think what's really important to start with is... When you look back at the Magic and, and the kind of guys that they've added on two-way contracts, they tend to be veteran players. They tend to be, um, you know, Troy Copain, who was, uh, you know, uh, on the Magic's G League team for a few years before he got that two-way contract. It tends to be uh, Emile Jefferson. It tends to be Admiral Schofield. It tends to be Kevon Harris. Guys who have been in the G League, not necessarily to build up the Osceola Magic or the, or the G League team, um, but because these are players that they can use on the main roster, they're going to work hard at the G League level when they're down there. They're going to work hard when they're at the NBA level and, and support the roster when they're needed. And certainly over the last few years, the Magic have needed it. So um, with all due respect to, G to DJ Wilson, who I think is going to get a ton of playing time, and I think the Magic are going to give a really hard look uh, for him. Uh, he's a fifth-year player. He's ineligible for two-way contract. Um, he is He's someone to to keep an eye on, but I don't think he's going to, he's obviously not going to get the two-way contract. Um, so I just want to focus on two-way contract guys. So my parameters for two-way contract right now, experienced guy, you're going to have a tough time finding that here, but we'll go through some of the more experienced, some more kind of like G League experienced players uh, here. Um, on top of that too, I do think the Magic need to focus in and bring in a power forward and a center. Uh, on these final two two-way contracts. That's where the Magic are the thinnest on their roster. And so if you're looking for players who have a pathway to play and a pathway to contribute or players where the Magic might actually need the two-way contract player to help them out, power forward and center are the two spots. So those are kind of my two um, two uh, 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 parameters. So there's a couple of players worth mentioning here on the Summer League roster. Now, again, Magic have loved this, love their positional size, love their positional length. Um, you can see that throughout the roster. Um, the center battle is going to be really interesting. Uh, Kai Soto, uh, you know, played in Japan last year, played in Australia, Japan last year from the Philippines. He's working to become the first Filipino born player to make the NBA. Kai Soto, I think really does have a chance to get that two-way contract. Um, I think he really does have a chance to make waves and to earn a spot somewhere in the NBA ecosystem. Again, remember, I know there's a lot of people who have subscribed to this podcast looking for information on Kai Soto. I would remind everyone who's listening, and this is me you know, being honest here, just because Kai Soto's on the Orlando Magic playing for the Magic Summer League team does not mean he will get his opportunity with the Orlando Magic. He could play well and sign elsewhere. The Magic have no rights to him. Um, just because he's on their summer league team. And it's important to remember that about all these players. Um, I want to limit us to the magic for this discussion, but it's important to remember this about everyone at summer league. They are all, unless the rights are owned by someone else, they're all fair game for free agency or for two-way contracts or for whatever. Again, the magic signed Kevon Harris last year off of Minnesota summer league roster. But Soto, I think really does have a real shot 
at making not making the roster, but making the summer, making the two-way roster, um, making good on a two-way contract. Uh, he is not the biggest dude. Um, you know, again, seven foot three, he's big there, but only 230 pounds. He's not a traditional low post center. He is a stretch five. He can step out and hit threes. He's good on the perimeter, can pass it a little bit. His ability to defend and his ability to rebound are going to be what determines whether he actually gets a, a good shot. But that's something to show here in summer league. That's something to show uh, in in this setting. And you know he struggled a little. He struggled last year in Australia. And Australia can be a really physical league, so he's got a lot to prove. He's got to kind of put that season behind him and have a good showing and, and make people say, "Huh, that's kind of interesting. I kind of like what I see." Um, it may not happen in a two way contract. To be perfectly honest. I I, I, I want to be honest with 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 all of you who are looking for Soto information. Um, I, I want to be honest about that. He may not get a two-way contract, but I think he is a prime candidate to get a G League look, whether it's with Osceola, whether it's somewhere else in the G League ecosystem. I think that he could be a player that certainly the Magic look at and say, he's not ready yet, but let's give him a look in Osceola, maybe bring him on a two-way later in the year, you know, midway through the season, bring back in Summer League next year. This could be a multi-year odyssey for him. The kid is talented, though. Um, the little bit I've seen, he is talented. Um, I don't think I don't think it's impossible for him to be be in that picture. I also want to remind everyone who's listening: um, summer league, everybody gets their chance. So we will see Soto play. He's going to start a game, maybe two. I don't know if he'll start Saturday, um, but. By the end of summer league, he's going to get his minutes. Um, at some point, he's going to get his minutes. He may sit a game. That's like, again, everyone's going to get their shot. Everyone on this roster, and there are a lot of players on this roster, are going to get their shot at some point. If Soto is not the guy, though, I would take a look at Robert Baker. Robert Baker, the second, 6'11", 205. So, again, small, a little bit small on the small side, too. A Harvard player. He is, he's, you know, a little bit older now, 20, 25 years old, 25 years old now. Um, he is, he's a really good defender, just a really good positional defender. And I think, again, that's something that this magic team always values. They value that positional def defense. They value that little bit of versatility that he can play up and down a couple positions. Um, Baker is definitely a player I would have my eyes on as well. As far as fours, there aren't a ton of, of great forwards. Uh, you know, DJ Wilson's obviously one, but one that I think is worth mentioning and worth looking at, um, and I have to begrudgingly say this, uh, Malcolm Hill from Illinois. Uh, this will be a second-year second pro, six-foot-six power forward. Uh, again, a little bit on the older side, born in 95, so that makes him 20. Uh, that'll make him 28 in October. Um, uh, so again, a little bit on the older side, but Malcolm Hill at Illinois, if I remember correctly, Really good, always been a really good defender. Really good switchy defender, good energy guy. I, I don't think he had the shooting necessarily at that stage, but obviously some time has passed. So I keep an eye on Malcolm Hill as well. There are a lot of guards to keep an eye on here too. Um, Adias Tony, another defensive-minded guard from Arkansas last year. Last year, um, or, or another defensive-minded guard from Arkansas. Um, really good player there. Quindari Witherspoon, Weatherspoon, six foot three guard. Um, has played a couple years in the NBA. I don't know if he's two-way eligible, but a veteran player. He's he's had a couple couple of tea, cups of tea in the NBA. I would also keep keep Dexter Dennis in mind. 
Texas A&M guard, really good defender, just good size at six foot five, two hundred ten pounds. Again, just kind of a big dude. Big dude can can take take a little bit of beating. Um, I really really like. I really think you know he's a guy that that people got excited about. Um, and then Wyoming guard Drake Jeffries. I think I believe he was on Lakeland last year, six foot five guard. He was on our radars last year as a potential second round pick. So this guy's talented enough. Really really good shooter. Definitely, I definitely have Drake Drake Jeffries on my list for potential two way guys. But again, not a lot of size on this Magic Magic roster. There's only three players taller than six ten on the Magic Summer League roster. So again, Soto and Baker are going to get their chances um, to really show what they can do. DJ Wilson's going to be instrumental to this team, at least when the veterans are in there. I think he's going to help stabilize things. Wouldn't surprise me if he starts at center on Saturday. Wouldn't surprise me if the lineup for the Magic on Saturday is uh, Anthony Black. Caleb Houston, uh, Jet Howard, uh, DJ Wilson, and, and probably like maybe Malcolm Hill. You know, maybe they throw in uh, throw in someone else, throw someone else there, someone else there. But this is not a very big roster. Um, uh, surprisingly, the Magic don't have a ton of size on their summer league roster. Again, we're all guessing here. We don't know what's going on in practice. We're going to see who the Magic favor uh, in this first game. These first two games are probably going to be the ones where you really get to get a sense of who the Magic actually like and want to look at. Um, and then the rest will be seeing development, seeing you know, seeing giving guys their opportunity to showcase what they can do. And and again, by that third game, you're kind of starting to check out a summer league. But we'll we'll cover all five games. Don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll get to a ball. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic Room. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. I sit on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can also follow me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. If you're part of our everyday crew, tune back in Saturday when we recap the Orlando, or Saturday night, probably after the Orlando City game, so it might be late. Um, when we recap, that won't be after the Orlando City game. I'm going to record it like at 8. Um, when we recap the Orlando Magic's Summer League debut against the Detroit Pistons, as well as maybe talk a little bit about the playing tournament and the Magic's path on the playing tournament. That might be a Monday episode of Lockdown Magic. We'll, we'll, find, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that part out later. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Rossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.